Sometimes we need a little inspiration, and Real Things Living podcast does just that. Real Things Living has a focus on resilience and connection with others. Those connections lead to ideas, to solutions, and to better overall health. This podcast is brought to you by Gemini Media. Gemini Media delivers the best solutions for business communications through collaborative relationships. Hi, y'all. It's Bridget Ketchaw with Real Things Living. Today, my guest is Rhonda Parker-Taylor. She's an author and life coach and the CEO and founder of Intelligence Solutions. Can you say hi, Rhonda? Hi, everybody, and thank you um, for having me. I've, I'm really looking forward to um, engaging in, in real life lessons. Yes, I love the uh, what you're doing. You're so really you're focusing on helping a lot of women. We we deal with a lot of people don't talk about it, but we deal with a lot of stuff. We try to push back. And I love the idea that you're an author and, and business person and and you have a new novel that came out earlier this year called Crossroads. And it's probably interjected and kind of into your life a little bit. Can you kind of say what um say cross what brought this on to write this book? Well, it's several factors. Um, I'm a businesswoman. And as I was developing as a businesswoman, I really wanted, I, I saw where women didn't support each other. Instead, they trip each other in the hall, where the, but yet we were competing against the, the big man's club where they're walking around supporting. They may still want each other's jobs, but guess what? If it's between and them and somebody else are going to push them into the door and so they can follow right in. And women, on the other hand, they didn't do that. And so I started working on the novel, but at the same time, it's a fiction novel. It's, it's based out of Indianapolis and it's on a high energy type A personality, which we're all taught we're supposed to do a workaholic, which is a core value, um, at least in my family and most mid Midwestern um, people. And um, what happens when there's a ball that's thrown in the middle of all that, that and completely changes the trajectory of your life. At the same time, you're trying to balance home, career, and your fitness, your health, and everything else. So I kind of threw it all in there, and you follow Paris through it, and you find you're also finding a piece of you, you know, where you're like, wow, I really need to find life balance, and uh, maybe I need to reconsider some of my relationships. Uh, yeah, you're right. I think it's we, women in general, just from my perspective, we had a lot on our shoulders, especially if you have uh, children and and um, married and if you stay married right everybody's got a different issue as a, your, in your childhood upbringing your how your parents <laughs> are involved um, or they're not involved right it just uh, and I like how you you probably I don't know how old you are but we're probably in the same generation I was not many um, women were in my field a little bit so I stood out a little bit being female but at the same time I was to downgraded <laughs> that makes sense well you're a girl yeah see my sister told me luckily I had a, a professional um sister that was older than me but she always said do not ever make the coffee in your meetings <laughs> right 
well, why wouldn't you want to make the coffee? Everybody wants coffee. But she says, because you'll always be designated to make it. Yes, that's true. And that is so true for women. We were nurturers and we want to make sure things are right. And we may be the organizers. But if you do not want to be designated as the coffee girl, and there's nothing wrong with it. If that's your passion, if you love coffee, that's great. But if you're trying to make it up the, the corporate um, ladder, making the coffee designates you as the right. administ administration, not as the executive right. leaders. So there's certain things that we have to consider when we're in our own behaviors in business. Right. I, I, um, at one point, I'm from, I was raised in Georgia, even though my, I'm a military brat. I did go to later transfer to University of Wisconsin. And one of the, you're talking about the women, they were down, because I had an accent to them. I didn't know I had an accent. And so <laughs> they, they, you know, it's just stuff like that. I don't know why. It's kind of like mean girls, even from school to work. Maybe that's kind of what you're referring to, turning the mean girls. Exactly it. We have to learn to support each other through right adversity, resilience, um, um, life balance, friendships, work, you know, because if, if we're not going to do it as women, right. then who's going to do it? Who has the same experience that, that a woman has other than other women? So you have to, to realize that it doesn't mean that you can't still compete or try to, to, um, to be the best in your field, but it does mean that you have to learn from each other um some of the the pillars of resilience is finding your own purpose and self-actualization is part of that um you can't cope with life ad adversities if you don't have some kind of foundation that you're working from before you even hit that adversity so um mindfulness is another one where you can identify your emotions of why you're reacting to people in different ways, maybe negative or positive, um, and make sure that you're not falling into a negative mindset. Like um, one of the key um, quotes in my in Crossroads is, envy makes the bones rot. Envy? And that, yeah. In and that, and that comes from Proverbs because it says in Proverbs, it says anger is cruel and fury is overwhelming, which is true. You know, when you get angry about something, but you can get over, but nothing stands before jealousy. And then it, and then it continues and says, envy makes the bones rot. So if, if you allow yourself to get in a negative mindset, now you could be envious and want to excel like somebody else and keep it in a positive motivational aspect, or you can turn around and make it a, a negative one where it completely takes over your character. And th then you become the mean girl where you're talking about someone's back or right. uh, picking up their notebook and throwing it in the trash or whatever it might be that you've experienced or seen or, um, you know, or talking to the boss about the other person because you, you don't want to be that person. You know, you want to be someone that thrives and on their on your own merit. And so that's so important that we end up um, supporting each other um, through our own adversities. And work is hard, you know, you, and keeping life balance is hard. So where are we going to be if we don't do it with each other? And you had mentioned... Um... I'm what we're saying made me think of self-worth. You think some people don't 
how they feel they're valued. Maybe you think that's some of yeah, that. Yeah, I think, and or they're questioning their value. Um, my dad used to always tell us as because there was five of us kids, and of course that's not fair. Or you have these little things, and so you right. know, or it might be the excuse that you have that you're not performing or getting the same treat or whatever. He, he would always say, "Do not." Compare yourself to others. Yes. Because if you compare yourself to others, you destroy yourself and your own purpose. And yes, I think that um, many a times when we're comparing, we're destroying our, our self-worth and our self-image and and the skills. You know, how can you perform in your life? It doesn't matter whether it's cooking a meal or whether it's um, working in your work work life, how, if you aren't valuing your own skills, nobody else is either. So, um, yeah, I think that you're right. I think it has a lot to do with self worth um, and your relationships and how how you maintain them. Right. It's just a, a crazy. I mean, the world's always changing constantly, but I think that's another thing people are so afraid of all this change going on. And they don't know how to deal with it. And so maybe that's why they're acting out. And I also have learned to try to um, look at their different perspectives to try to, that helps me from not reacting. Right. Empathy. Is that the right word? Try to have empathy. I think, I think, right. Empathy is a, a, a strong relationship builder. Um, a good example. And for your, your listeners that are leaders, if you are, um, coming up with a reward program in your own organization and you're thinking about it from your perspective, it's not going to probably motivate the people that are underneath you, your followers, because their situation is different. How can they think about going to Ruth Chris or steak restaurant for dinner when maybe they don't even have the money to get their car fixed right? or pay their utility bill, or maybe they're riding an Uber every day to work because their car broke down. So you have to kind of think in the context of the motivation of your employees, not of you. Empathy is the first step because we can blame anybody for any adversity that they're going through because sometimes it is choices people have made but at the same time most of the time it's a path or a, that they've gone down that they they may not have had a choice in either um through my own adversity i've i've had several i i was never intended to be an author um i struggled academically when i was younger um, until I had the right teacher. She was a 98-pound woman <laughs> that going to tutor you over the summer. And then when after we shared that summer and I asked if I could what I owed her from my Arby's check, she said, You owe me nothing. Because she had learned some of the adversities that I had gone mm. through and she wanted to support me. And if I've passed my proficiency tests to graduate, went to college, you know, and she set me on a path. So it's up to leaders to set the path for the person that may be struggling, you know. And so as as we develop empathy or, or we develop um, programs, we should consider where are people and not um, criticize them for where they're at, right. but 
decide, okay, what can I do to make that path for success a little easier? And then when we do that, guess what? The anger from people and the jealousy from people, they kind of disappear because you're in their their team too. You you not you're not the opposition. Correct. It, it's just amazing how you can be when you just understand the what person what they're dealing with in the past. It's really helpful. And I try, I mean, when I was younger, yeah, I react, you know, you react. <laughs> I did when I was a teenager, but I think that we're hormonal anyway. We don't know how to <laughs> control that. And, and I should, you know, my, my family life was a mess when I was a teenager. Right. Yeah. But I acted like it was perfect. Right. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Other than fantasy, than reality. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And, and when you do that, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> right. It, But at the same time, I have a lot more empathy for, you know, what my parents dealt with being, a, you know, everybody's situation is different. Being a military brat. I didn't realize how hard that would be on my, my mom's marriage. You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, you I'm don't sure. think about that. I, right. And he was never around. Right. And that's. Basically, single mother. Basically. <laughs> not just. <laughs> kid, but. Right. That's, that's, it's so my mom is, uh, I'm just looking back and reflecting all that really good role model. You know, if you think about it, how she handled it and that's, um, why I had some mean girls involved in my life, but right. they didn't have a mom who was dealing with, right. <laughs> with the right. problems, but. And I think that a, a, another thing that's real important and kind of the reason I picked the, the name for, um, for my fiction novel is crossroads happen all the time in our lives. And it's up to us to decide which path we're going to take. And when we take that path, did we take the positive or the negative? Did we overcome the adversity? Because we don't change because we want to, you know, we change because we have to, or we wouldn't change, <laughs> you know, whether it be because we want more opportunity or because something's painful or, you know, um, a good example for me is I, um, I was a college, a, a director for a college and I felt like I had my life all in order and I had adopted a, a teen, a teenager years before, but then he was in a workplace accident, oh. uh, where someone came in and shot him, which is something people are dealing with every day. And all, this, yeah. and all of a sudden dealing with college student age, which was the age he was, was very difficult to me. So I had to redefine and, you know, that plan that I had for myself. And that's, but the opportunity was there for me to then just become a life coach because other people were going through pain and adversity and change. And so, not only did I develop the book around adversity um, and what what can happen, I was able to take that same scenario and help others through their their adversity. And it's through preparation. You know, a person that can prepare um, their foundation can meet those challenges and have the resilience. They have the people in place to talk to. They, you know, they have the skills so that they can take up a new job if it if the plant closes down right. uh, 
all of the things that are, and they can, they've already practiced positivity so that when, oh my goodness, it hurts, it's painful. And, you know, they go through these things, they, they are, okay, let's look at the, you know, the silver lining or the gold lining. And what, what can I learn from this and, and make better from it? And once you find those lessons learned, you can get refocused <laughs> and yet may still be painful but you know at the same time you can learn from each other and you have everything in place to move forward and um still make it through and then and then you end up a better person at the end too yeah do you have a when you mentioned uh made me think of as a life coach is there a specific age group or you know a season of life that you help people in i'm just curious i would most of, most of, I would, I would work with anybody. I used to work right. with, uh, with you in youth groups and, um, but I, my practice seems to be more, um, from college age to adults that are going back towards maybe reeducating their skills, um, going through their resumes, helping them getting the skills that they need them, help them identify things online that they can do very simply to change um, their perspective and their skill set so that they can meet today's um, challenges. Uh, a good example would be, let's say, a nurse, a nurse that's been a nurse for 30, 40 years. Guess what? They don't know. They don't have the computer skills. Right. They don't have the ability to do and they're dropping out of the nursing field, which is a field we need. Same thing with with um teachers um because they they're not comfortable they're expected to do the um electronic health records and they don't understand computers and so they're like okay what can i do instead so let's find a field in the medical field that maybe doesn't require the um the computer skills if you're not comfortable or let's get you the computer skills or wh whichever direction that individual feels most comfortable with because everybody's different it has to be a unique approach right I, I like the aspect about learning something new a new skill because that's going to help you adapt right when right. you have an unexpected thing and the the thing with the nurses and teachers that they help so many people but it's kind of scary and sad at the same time and right. I uh, a lot of it, um, there, a lot of people are blaming it on COVID, but I think it was happening, started before that. It just made right. me, that's my opinion. It yeah, because right. a lot of people are, you know, they're aging anyway, and that's when you yes. start making changes, you know, because that's a very, very demanding field. Yes, I can just, right, I could not, I, my sister's a teacher, and I, um, I think she's good at it because she wasn't, and she's entertaining, you know, and that, right. and that. She fits into that, but it's tough, you know, uh, what's going on in those teachers in general during COVID, uh, that that quick change, they all had to do teaching online and nobody knew how to use Zoom. You're, it's a great example. They didn't know how to use, I think Zoom was used mostly. Right. They didn't know how to use it. And so I think that's why Zoom also, my understanding changed for security reasons because people were just hopping. Right. Yeah. into their classrooms hopping yeah. in and curse my sister had somebody hopping in and cursing and, and she's like she didn't know how to like turn it off you know block that person i mean it's right. funny now but it's scary as heck when you're right person. Exactly. <laughs> or something that we weren't you know especially right. our you know i think there was a couple of 
computers growing up in school and I'm fairly computer literate too. And, you know, um, but we didn't have that background and continually becoming a life learner. And I I do want to take an opportunity for the teachers and the nurses out there. You are valued. You value to our society. Please don't give up. If you ha- if you have the passion, still still do it. I am a perfect product of a teacher that took the time to spend a, you know time and effort into making sure that I would be successful in life. Nurses, um, we need you because you know we all have issues, problems, illnesses, and you are our lifeline to ed- educate. Yeah how to be a health advocate for ourselves. Um, so we need you. I'm sorry, I got a little off base from resilience. Well, that's okay. The, you just bring it back. Memories for me, The ner- what I've had health issues in the past, it was the nurses that helped me the most. Right. Because the, the doctors only have a, they're in a certain box, you know what I'm saying? And it was the nurses that helped. Right. Not just me, but everybody made them feel okay. And, and is that the right? <laughs> yes. You're going to make it. it how to take your medicine or how to how to eat right for whatever you know if you have diabetes or hypertension or you know gave you all I know they're sharing the details and stories and uh, like I've just I had to have chemo and I decided on it based on other bunch of stuff and the nurse said Bridget you're going to lose your hair and she recommended that I get a shade beforehand I'm like what but it's less, she said, it's less, tra- she was right, less traumatic to do it at oh, once than to have clumps, right? And so I'm so glad that she said that to me. And I did talk to other, that's why it's such a great to talk to other people who've gone through a certain kind of experience. But she s- saw the stress other pa- patients went under, not, and at first I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. But she was right, right? You right. just got to be open as well to advise or is advice the right word? But yeah. You be open to options. There you go. And and look at them and not be, but I've learned, I'm sure you have too, is not be so impulsive. I was very impulsive when I was younger. I've learned to step back and pause. Right. You have to. I mean, it, sometimes if you don't respond immediately, it gives you time to process, you, especially big topics like cancer. My mom went through it too, and I'm, I'm right. so so happy that you, that you your experience was right. a, you know was one that you were able to heal and move forward um but when when there are big life lessons that you have to go through and and issues and adversity sometimes you do need a moment you know you you have you you have to process the information and allow your your mind and your body and your soul to wrap their arms around big news. Um, yes. To move forward. It's definitely uh pausing, like not to react. It helps you understand the situation better and reacting. You can't backtrack on because <laughs> you just don't know what's going to happen. Right. Exactly. I've been thankfully good at, like I said, impulsive is different than reacting. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. like well that sounds fun and that's what I would you know but I guess that's my nature maybe because right. my being a military brat you're just always on um I, I appreciate that now the different adventures but I didn't want to raise my kids around that either <laughs> right like, it's uh it's amazing that 
you're taking all your what you've learned in life and and you created a new book. Right. Ross Rose. And is it um is it how long is it? I'm just curious. Do you have an audio version too? Or, or pages and I can you I don't know if you can see it. It's called Crossroads. Has the and the coverage kind of depicts the journey that Paris, the main protagonist, comes through. You can get it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble's websites, um, or in some some of the stores. Uh, it's a journey, just like any of our journeys that in life we all have a story. Yes, it's fiction, but it also helps you. Think about the boundaries you have with people. It makes you think about your life and whether you're well-balanced in, in the main protagonist um, situation. She's not. She's a workaholic. Everything's about career. Um, and what I found is when my clients are um, all about career and they don't have balance in their home or in in their um, um in their life, their personal life, what happens is, you know, you lose a part of you, you forget, you forget who you are. And, and you also have to have priorities in those other aspects of your life with your relationships and with your um, home life, home life and, and personal life. For example, if you don't have priorities, you may spend that, those hours that you've designated for your personal life watching TV and you, that may be what you really don't like. Right. And, you know, something totally different that you enjoy. It could be reading, it could be cooking, it could be anything, but you, you know, you went to the easy option and then you don't get joy. And right. really we're only here for a short period. So we should enjoy every day, even through the adversity, we should be able to smile and learn and help each other and build our relationships. So that each day we're getting the most out of it and we're teaching the younger generation how to deal with those adversities. How many children do not know how to deal with a death in the, of a loved one or right. doesn't know how to care for a person that's sick because we've sheltered them. They've not gone through war. They've not gone through the it, it, other kinds of different um, adversities that we, that are our life, our normal life cycle lessons. Right. I, I love what you're saying. And we're on the same page. You've got to look for joy every day, no matter how quote bad end quote your situation is, you still have to find joy somehow. And I'm definitely behind that. And I, I just think you're very inspirational, by the way. I love your energy. Thank you. And Thank you. Yeah. It's, I, it's really good. You. And I think you're, um, helping so many people. And I'm so sorry about what happened to your, your, your stepson is a stepson or adopted son. I think that's it was it's an actually I, what yeah. I tell people is I never met uh, even though I'm married I never met a man that could provide a child for me. Right. But I met a woman that shared her son with me, and right. we them um, even though she was going through adversity at the time she has a very successful life now. She was able to go to college. She was able to pull herself out of her own situation. She has a, a master's in divinity. And, mm. you know, and and even though it was two separate lives, we have the utmost respect for each other. And awesome. it's it, it would be like a modern day, um, you know, love story basically of 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 children and making sure they have the opportunity 
that's that is a beautiful example and i'm just as a mom of boys I, i'm a little concerned about their future but i'm trying to be positive and give i i just I don't know why i'm i guess because i i don't watch the news but i read things right like, and it's scary yeah you have to kind of put that all in perspective don't you and it's like okay yes things have changed but if you know if everybody can you know adjust and, you know, like I st stay home more. I bought a, a property with three acres so that awesome. I could enjoy the, enjoy the wildlife and, and see the coyotes come through and, you know, and they have their space. I have my space. <laughs> and and I, I think we're, um, we're like sisters. <laughs> we're like you're a mother, a uh, sister from another mother. I'm not sure if that's the, yeah, yeah. we're very much a common that I'm the same way. And I, I think nature is healing. That's another thing I want to say. It's very healing, no matter what. Just being, just to pause and looking outside help is helpful for me. Yeah. Yes, yes. Anytime you can see something that's inspirational, and animals, birds, um, even grass can be <laughs> inspirational. <laughs> and that sounds funny, but right. except for you know, mowing, it can be, you get, get on that, get on that rider and just act like you're on dune buggies <laughs> and enjoy it. You know, it, don't, don't begrudge. And that was something I found myself getting into. I was begrudging household duties for a while. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I can get fit. I can make my house beautiful. I can provide a smile to my husband because everything's right. And so find a way of, of doing it. That's joyful. You know, um, so many of our activities that we do that are everyday stuff can be joyful. You just make it, put some music on dance while you're doing it, whatever it right. be, what fine to be, to be, to make it joyful. And one of them for me is, you know, mowing the yard because you're outside. Um, some people with allergies might, may not be able to do that, but, right. um, you know, find another, another way of joying the, the sun and the nature. That's true. I like, I like the, I can mantra, right? Yeah. That's what it yeah. is. And that, that helps, um, your, your mind process things again, every day is not perfect. Now, it having the time to, to pause and reflect, I think is going to help you get through right um, anything. Like today, I saw the bird's nest was blown off one of our trees, and, but oh. I was like, oh, but it, there weren't there weren't eggs in there, but it was really windy last night. But you know, but um, they'll find another way to build a bird's nest, right? Thing <laughs> and something I have because I have lots of birds. Um, <laughs> good thing. They have more than one nest. That's true. They probably do. That was just one that was old, maybe. That's probably right. where I can find eggs. Yeah. It's into April, so I don't know. It depends on the, the bird species. I don't remember what when the eggs are are hatched, but I have found some before in my driveway. Which I right. I don't I've always been ups I don't know why I've a, like you. I like looking at animals and my my husband jokes that. I like dogs better than people. <laughs> and like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And your problem. No, I, but they, they don't judge you. <laughs> Maybe no, that's what it came from. <laughs> they are, they are very accepting and they remind you, animals remind you to be in the moment. I think that's my, my takeaway of being around animals. And 
join the people around you. They they always are right there with you. And you you that's something we can learn to do for others. If we supported others like animals support, you know, yes. you, we would have a better world. You're right. That is that is so true. We would have a better world. We need to not be so angry all the time. And but they need to somehow release like I run a lot, but I'm not saying I'm angry, but it just helps you know what I'm uh, that helps too not just I don't like run marathons but just doing things like that movement that you like right happy exactly um, people who like to ride bikes I don't right, right. I like to be on a walking on a trail or go it, it, we all all find something and then you've got to be you right and not pretend to be someone else and that'll help you get through adversity <laughs> yeah and, and for you you're happier. Yes. If you try to copy somebody else, then that's not who you are, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you're comparing and do, doing different things that that puts you in a very negative mindset. Now, comparing because you want to model yourself after someone else, that's something totally different. You can have right. a man that you're right. modeling. But if you're comparing and tearing yourself down right. and tearing them down because you become angry or envious, you know, you, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a recipe for disaster. It's, you know, for, for yourself and for the other person. That is really good takeaway. I just think just, yeah, I'm learning a lot, even though we're on the same page, I'm still learning a lot from what, from what you're sharing here. And I think this is very valuable information. So where can people learn more about you, Rhonda? Okay, so um, they can go to my website, which is Rhonda with an H, ParkerTaylor.com. Or um, if they're interested in the book, they can go to Amazon. The name of the book is Crossroads, Rhonda Parker Taylor. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and um, um, Twitter. Oh, and LinkedIn, if, if there's a professional need. Okay, this is so great. And for those that are listening, I'll include the link in the description of this episode. And I really appreciate your time, Rhonda. I love your energy. And we definitely, I have a connection with you. And I'm so glad your main takeaway is you're supporting other women. That is really key. I think, you know, it's obviously we want to support everybody. Yeah, but right. women to get on the, the page of supporting each other. You know, if we don't, there'll be no more progress. Right. We need to make progress and we can work on solving problems together <laughs> right exactly problems are going to be different than 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 our counter our our, our opposite gender counterpart you know exactly. they we have different problems issues than sometimes than than the than men that's true well hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and thanks everybody for listening bye everybody I appreciate your time and I thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast or leave a comment. Now go have a great day.